0: This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Mayor Lori Lightfoot is the second Chicago mayor to lose her re-election bid in the past 40 years. The first person, Mayor Jane Byrne. And you may have already heard several parallels between their terms. But we want to fill in some gaps in history that you may not have known and see what led to each of their downfalls. Rebecca Sive is the author of Every Day is Election Day, a woman's guide to winning any office from the PTA to the White House. Hi, Rebecca.
1: Hi, how are you?
0: Doing well. Thanks for joining. And Jane Nicole Brooks is here. She's a playwright in residence and a Looking Glass Theatre Company ensemble member. Welcome back to the show.
2: I'm so glad to be here. Thank you. So
0: so I'm going to start with you because uh, you wrote a play about Jane Byrne. What is it that appeals to you about her story? I think
2: um, as a playwright and a creator, I tend to write from what is organic, what I have a huge impression uh, or what has a good impression on me. And growing up on the south side, I lived across the street from the Robert Taylor homes. And so I grew up watching these like huge communities of public housing. And I can remember when Jane Byrne, though I was very little, uh, moved into the Cabrini Green area. And so from that point, I, I tend to write from memory. And all I could remember is that it was a huge deal.
0: Did you talk to folks as you were trying to learn more about her life?
2: I certainly did. I talked to a myriad of uh, law enforcement, uh, retired politicians, certainly residents that live in the Cabrini and Near North area. I also interviewed people that lived inside and outside of Chicago just to get perspective and you you just hear a persp- you just hear a spectrum of different mm-hmm. opinions
0: <laughs> and and stories. I bet that was interesting. Yes. R- Rebecca, take us back. How did Jane first get interested in politics?
1: Well, I think, you know, the the main thing about how she got to be mayor is she came up in the organization of the first mayor daily and was the director of consumer affairs uh in his administration and then decided to run for mayor. So In a way, she had a fairly conventional uh, rise to power in political office, although there weren't many other women, as we well know. I think that uh, at the time she ran, Mayor Belandik had made some big mistakes, and she saw an opening and went for it. So, Mm. uh, you know, that was kind of a smart politician.
0: The rest was history. So we know even today, of course, uh, that women face challenges working in male-dominated fields, right? Uh, But she was breaking into politics over 40 years ago. So tell us, Jay Nicole, what pushback she faced, especially in those early days?
2: Well, you know, it's in her own words. Eight, Eight months into her first term, she was getting beat up pretty bad. You know, she was going at it with the Uh, fire department. There was uh, uh, problems with the transit. You know, we're talking about strikes and not just an exchange of words. And of course, there was um, a lot of complications with the police department. So you have a mayor that Uh, was able to galvanize the people by saying, I am going to break the machine politics and I'm going to be there for you. And once she got inside, I'm sure she saw like any mayor of Chicago, it just doesn't go that easily. Mm -hmm. So she started off
0: pretty embattled. Some of that sounds very familiar with what's going on right now, Rebecca. Mayor Lori Lightfoot, we know, was a first in many ways, the first black woman to be the mayor of Chicago, the first openly gay person in that seat. Are there parallels between the challenges that Lightfoot faced and Byrne during their mayoral campaigns?
1: Uh, I I think the parallels are mostly on the personal level, uh, less so on the institutional level. You know, they're both strong women. They both went for it. They both were unique when they ran. On the institutional level, though, I think it's important to remember that uh, as hard as it was for Mayor Lightfoot, uh, this time around in particular, obviously, that the world has changed for women and women candidates. And so while there is still structural racism and sexism. The idea of a woman mayor today is commonplace. The idea of women in cabinet positions in municipal governments is commonplace. None of that was true uh, when Jane Byrne ran. So she was certainly to be admired. Do you think that made it more difficult
0: for Byrne at the time?
1: Well, I don't... (laughs) It's hard to say. I mean, there are examples of other women who ran for office at that time, for Congress, for Senate, you know, they won because they were strong and powerful candidates while facing the discrimination. I think the important point there is to understand that uh, the contextual circumstances are, you know, are different then and now. And while that doesn't make it easier for any individual woman, what does make possible, uh, made possible in that circumstance is the opportunity to govern in a different way, to be in a way more powerful because women are in other offices. So I think mm. that, um, as I said, I think the parallels are more personal than systemic.
0: Interesting. Would you agree, Janicole? Nicole?
2: I would agree, but uh, I, I definitely have to point out that Jane Byrne uh, was reared, of course, in the Democratic political machine, and she is from Chicago. She was raised here. You know, she worked as a teacher. She worked for uh, getting uh, President Kennedy elected. And so I think that uh, the lay of land was a little bit different for Jane Byrne, whereas Lori Lightfoot is uh, not necessarily from here. And so I think there's Mm -hmm. some—I think that there— Those things had a huge impression on how they went about being mayors. Was
0: there any one thing you think that Jane did that really captured votes? I think that she was. As far as her platform went? I,
2: I, I think, unlike Mary, Jane was coming in. So, Richard Daly was dead, right? And so the city council and all of what we know about politics, there was a a sort of wilding out and everyone was going in every direction. Jane was the one candidate that said, not only will I listen to you, I am going to get rid of these evil men. I built this machine and I'm going to destroy it. And so I think that was a, a, a huge influence for voters. Interesting.
0: Well, gender absolutely played a role in the challenges that she faced uh, getting elected, Jane Byrne. Here's a clip of her when she was on Oprah.
2: I don't want to insult you, Jane, but the women who make it in politics are more masculine than feminine. Are you wife? saying that Jane Byrne was more masculine than feminine? A wife, are you saying a mother? That? I think Jane Byrne is a very aggressive woman. You didn't answer the question. Well, I wouldn't want to be married to
1: Jane. Why? <clears throat> Why? Because she's pushy. All right, women who succeed in politics are pushy, <laughs> they're aggressive. So I'm uh, in. Yeah! Well, right, so I I mean, it's, it's a man's game. Politics was defined by the Greeks as the highest calling. And politics and good politicians serve humanity. And it's for both sexes and who can do the best job for humanity.
0: So she could certainly hold her own, Rebecca. How often do you think she she had to face this blatant sexism?
1: Well, blatant sexism is a manifestation every day in our government in the United States. I think that... The, the proof that's in the pudding for us today and for her at the time was what did she do for the women and girls of the city and what policies did she institute? And I think that that's where the judgment of history will fall, both in the case of Mayor Byrne and Mayor Lightfoot. It's also true that there were at that time fewer women in the city council uh, with whom she might ally or who might propose changes. So I I think the the going is tough, really, when you you take a look at this. And while I uh, was an advocate for women in public office, you know, back in that day, and while I worked against Jane Byrne for Harold Washington, it was because that uh, we felt, I felt, that she had opportunities that she didn't take advantage of to help the women and girls of our city. And, you know, as you pointed out in the last segment, Oh, with Felisa and Sharita, there's still so much that needs to be done and we desperately need mayors who take this as a first order of business.
0: Yeah, you're referring to our conversation about the the gender wage gap that still very much exists. What what do you think, Jane Nicole? I mean, this rhetoric here, this blatant sexism, uh, is it still around and maybe just less in our face?
2: I think it's pretty awful. It is still around and I think it's uh, artfully crafted. You know, (laughs) I think people still have these antiquated ideas of who should be in politics. They have these really, it's misogyny when you just really break it down. They care more about how uh, a, f- a female politician looks, how she says, you know, you heard so many people uh, dogging Jane Byrne back in the day for her hair. Same thing with Lori Lightfoot, you know, and these are like, if you ask me, pretty ridiculous. Interesting. And, yes, it's ridiculous. And it's true. It's just not as you don't see it as much, but it's there.
0: Yeah. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We're discussing similarities between Chicago's two female mayors, both of whom lost their reelection bids, were joined by author Rebecca Sive and playwright in residence Jane Nicole Brooks. So, to that end, how much of a role do you think gender played in these two women losing their reelection campaigns? Uh, or were there other significant forces at play here, Jay Nicole?
2: I believe there were other significant forces at play here. Uh, I won't deny that gender is definitely a part of it. Um, patriarchy will always rear its head in our world and it will infiltrate everything that we do. So it's definitely up to us to call it out and fight back against it. But I do also feel that Mayor Lightfoot had some major missteps and mas- mostly disconnection from so many communities. And I think that's what led to this result. Your thoughts, Rebecca?
1: I agree. I think that, uh, you know, the good news is we have kind of moved beyond solely the gender issue. I don't even think it was a play, you know, with Jane Byrne either. There was a history there uh, to look at in terms of what the administration's accomplished. And I think that, you know, voters have looked at this and said, well, gee whiz, you know, in the case of Jane Byrne's re-election campaign, Harold Washington is going to be better for us than Jane Byrne, and here's why. Uh, In the case of the current election, people obviously decided that, you know, at least with the two front runners, that the belief is that they could do more and that she hadn't lived up to the promise and that she had put forth in her first campaign.
0: And we we touched earlier, Rebecca, on, of course, uh, Jane Byrne uh, famously, you know, moving to Cabrini to to bring attention to the struggles uh, of that neighborhood. Can you dig more into her relationship with black residents at the time? What did that look like?
1: Well, I I wouldn't uh, presume to speak for the residents of Cabrini. What I do know uh, and remember from the time is that uh, she felt that this was an important step for her to take uh, in her own mission to prove that she cared. Um, I think that, again, what happened in that uh, term of hers was that she was... um, kind of episodic in her activity. She wasn't consistent in her strategy. She wasn't consistent in maintaining alliances with people who could make a difference. I will tell you that on a personal note, I was the head of a women's center at the time when she first ran. And she explicitly told me in person when I asked her uh, that she did not want the support of women's groups in her first campaign. And so by the time the second one rolled around, uh, you know many women advocates uh either supported Mayor Daly or or Congressman Washington and some supported Jane Byrne largely because mm. she had been uh the woman mayor but i just think why didn't competition... she want
0: women's groups to to support I, I, did she express I, that I,
1: well she you know she just sort of intimated that you know she was a part of a system that she was comfortable with she had come up in a certain way and I think she felt that uh, perhaps she didn't need our support. And as I say, that was the first campaign. In the second, Mm -hmm. you know, at the end of her term, it was very clear by the, um, you know, the outcomes of her administration, what she had accomplished and what she had not. So there was really quite a fact-based opportunity to figure out who would be the best mayor for the city's women and girls.
0: Is there anything from her time, uh, from Jane Byrne's time, Jane Nicole, that you think Mayor Lightfoot could have taken a page from?
2: <laughs> you In ha- hindsight. In hindsight, you absolutely have to listen to the people of Chicago. That's, it's point blank simple. You have to listen to the needs of the community. And I don't think that that was always the case. Hmm.
0: Rebecca, what's one thing that you think everyone should know about Mayor Jane Byrne and and just the impact that she had overall on Chicago politics?
1: Well, I guess the lesson I take uh, from any woman who holds important office is that uh, for women who aspire to that, for girls who dream of it, you can't be what you can't see. And so to see women mayors, to see a woman head of the county board, to see a woman as vice president, uh, that's the lesson I take. And, you know, when I you uh, know, write or talk. That's always what I emphasize. You too can do this, and just look at these other women who who fought a good fight. Whether or not you agree with, you know, yeah. what they've accomplished. Thirty
0: seconds. I'll give you the last word, Jane Nicole. Though I see you, you're agreeing here, one hundred percent.
2: We all need to see what we need to see, so that we can keep going. And uh, I imagine that there's a lot of pressure. That is put on these candidates and these people. But at the end of the day, being mayor of Chicago is not an easy job. (laughs) And we have seen that decade after decade after decade. So good luck moving forward. But I think all of this has taught us that you can't rest on anything that is related to gender or race or however you might identify. You have to work for the people point blank period.
0: That's Jane Nicole Brooks, playwright in residence and Looking Glass Theatre Company ensemble member and Rebecca Sive, author of Every Day is Election Day, a woman's guide to winning any office from the PTA to the White House. Thank you both.